All right, we're recording. Hey, Scott. Hey. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Actually, I've see seen, you in a person. Yeah, I know. Right? I was like, we have talked. We've I've seen each we've seen each other through video. Right. We've we've. But this is the first time. Three dimensional space is an odd thing, yes, right? Yeah, it it's, is. Uh, um, but it's good seeing you here. Yeah. Uh, at the con. I don't. I don't know. When was the last time you were here? I was here um, briefly a couple of times over the last few years. I think 2019 or 2018 was yeah. the last time I was here. Okay. So. Yeah, I know when uh, it was canceled because of COVID that one year, so I wasn't there. Right. And then the next year they kind of did like the the. It's like a half. The half E1. I didn't show. I didn't do that one, but I did go last year. And then prior to that, um, four. T- I think this is my sixth Gen Con. Okay. So, I, was, I think starting with the 50th anniversary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been I've been on and off since the uh, since it moved to Indiana because I'm from Indiana originally. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. so so I didn't have I didn't have a lot of money back when it sure. t- 20 years ago. Neither did I. <laughs> it's 20 years since they moved to Indiana. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, didn't know that. That's so, cool. uh, like 2003, they moved to Indiana. Okay. So, I got to go. Yeah, I was living in Seattle at the time. I don't live there anymore. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But uh, I've been. I, I went that first. I think the first or second year they were here, and then maybe just I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. Sure. <laughs> I didn't sign up for anything. You know. No. It's like. Yeah. Um, I usually will. I will usually GM a few games, more than a few. Like, I've done some times where all I've done was GM games. And right. then it was like, I didn't actually play in any and barely had time um, to do anything at all, which right. was probably a bad mistake. Matter of fact, my very first time coming to Gen Con was um, I was doing a lot of Pathfinder Society play. Oh, wow. Um, and because I didn't really know anybody in town that was playing, so I got involved with the society stuff. Right. Um, Probably a mistake, but whatever. It was it was all right. I can't complain too much. I mean, much. if you had some kind of vague amount of fun at yeah. Pathfinder Society, then you are well exceeding any expectation I would yeah, ever have. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's it takes um it takes a certain kind of person to play a lot of that stuff. But uh, the one thing I think is I just have to say is that you kind of uh, get to understand like the the basic parts of what makes like a role playing session by doing those. Like, it's very much, you could sit there and take every single adventure module, and it boils down to three combats and one skill, like, yeah, check well, kind of a thing, right? Well, I mean, and that makes a four to five hour session that is from start to finish tells a story or whatever. Like, yeah, and that's that at low formula. level, right? Low yeah, level. Low level. Low level. That level. Is a four, you get one combat at anything. At a higher <laughs> level, yeah. So you kind of realize how formulaic it is. But anyway, the very first year I came here, was um, I got an email saying, "Hey, we need GMs from Paizo," mm. and they're like, "If you if you GM this many games for us, then we'll get you a badge and we'll pay for your hotel. Right? Just get yourself here." So I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that." It was awful, oh. awful. I you know I had a share room with four other people. Yep. Didn't know who they were. I had to sleep on the floor. Oh. The entire time. Shit. Um. And then I had to GM like. One day I had a GM 12 hours worth of games, and then the others were eight hours each. Sick. And by the time of it, I was sick. I was felt like crap. I couldn't sleep, so I was sleeping on the floor. Horrible. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to do that again. 
which I've never done that again. Right. So that was nice. And then now it's just uh, now I just GM whatever I want to GM. Like this year, I'm GMing uh, some cyborg games. Nice. nice. Um, last year, I did some Merc board games, uh, and I've done just you know this and that here, whatever I feel like running at the time. So. Well, that's that's what it should be, because like. I know some people that have taken that deal, like you took from Pathfinder. Yeah. Adam and Brendan uh, for <laughs> Vampire, and and they had the same kind of lousy time because it's always they had to stay all the way out by Speedway, which is like on the outside of the ring. Oh wow! And had to be shuttled in. And, oh yeah. yeah. At least they gave me a connected hotel at the West. Right. End, right. Yeah. That so was, it was a very quick walk across that sky ramp into their playing room, but still, it was. Uh, pretty awful yeah that's just terrible like why you know I, I've never taken that deal I've always I, my friends have been coming since it was in Indiana because they were college students yeah. and they just kept coming and they've had a group that's consistent and I just kind of go or not go and then yeah. share a room with them but it was explaining to a, a young man last night who had just joined the group it's like yeah, you just get to know people and just get comfortable like laying in the next to each other because you're all sh- you're all cheap asses sharing beds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still yeah, I still have a friend of mine that comes with me to share a hotel room. You just kind of like you know, it's whatever makes it cheaper to come here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, it's 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 the communal experience that we miss after college, right? It's like Fair it's the college yeah, yeah. dorm room. Like we have coolers of beer and we. We're allowed to have, right? And the yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. And I even think just coming to Gen Con is kind of like getting that experience, too, in general, not even who you're staying with or whatever, because I'll be honest with you, everything you can get in the vendor room, you can just buy at your store, you can buy at Amazon. There's no real reason to come here and to play games right, and stuff like that. But for me, it's about seeing everybody. It's like, oh, these are my friends from this place. These are my friends from this place. These guys that do this and this. Right. And the more you come, the more people you meet. You see them over and over again. So it's about like those experiences and the people that you're going to get to see again and stuff like that. Because in all honesty, even though I just dropped like $400 in the vendor floor this morning, um, yeah, you know. Well, but <laughs> I, will, I, no, I will slightly defend, or defend the, defend, uh, the vendor hall just slightly. Okay. Just slightly. Because there will be things I will run across that will I have never heard of and will never see in my local game store. That's true. So, uh, yeah. It's, so, it's get, becoming yeah. rarer. It's becoming rarer because I don't see a lot of little booths yeah. of RPG stuff. Yeah, yeah it is smaller. Yeah. But, you know, to, to, to back that up, um, you know who Zarkov is? The, RP, the author? The, he I did, think, uh, like, a, a, a Scenic Dunsmith. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's one of my favorite adventure module writers. Okay. And um, he does that neo, uh, neo-Greek revival, or Geek oh. revival. Okay. Uh, OSR game, or whatever, like, that's his own system. All right. Anyway, he's never been to Gen Con before, and just randomly I was walking down the booth, and I saw their logo, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And they had all of their stuff that he's done. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. And I was talking, like, yeah, we've never been to Gen Con. This is our first time here. And I was like, yeah, I have this game, this game, this game. He's like, well, pick out pick out everything you don't have, and I'll sell it to you for, like, $80. Wow. So it was like, okay, I don't have this, 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 and this. And then he signed the rule book for me. Nice. You know, so, yeah, there are things like that, which you're obviously not going to find in your local store. 
or uh, Jonah Noor just like standing in the free league booth, like from yeah, I saw him. All the all the Mortboard guys are well, are like true. Like so, last year I ended up at a bar with them, yeah, and we were drinking and chatting, and I got my hands on that cyborg game just to you know take flip in it like you know six months before it actually showed up in the oh, mail kind of nice thing. so yeah there's all those kind of opportunities that you get from here that you wouldn't if you didn't come right so right. it's pretty it's fun it's fun but also you know this is maybe this is a weird thing I don't know sometimes though I still look at it all and I kind of get a little bit depressed by it oh yeah yeah like there's just so much of it Right? And it's almost like, because I just, you know, I'm not anybody popular or famous or whatever. Um, however, I would have to say this. When I ran my first sideboard game this morning, yeah. um, I was like, okay, I'm this person. This is what I do. And then at the end of the game, he's like, so you said you did Kickstarters. I'm like, yeah. He goes, what Kickstarters have you done? And I said, oh, I did this one and this one. He's like, oh, I have all your stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That made me feel kind of cool and stuff. But, I've, but what I meant is that it's just like, there's so much here. It's so, so much capitalism going on. And it's like, how do you even like compete in this? There's just so much of a glut of everything. It's a glut of everything. It, it, it is overwhelming. Yeah. I, 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 I understand that. And then it's I almost like, feel like, am I just adding to the glut? Just adding to the sheer amount of stuff that doesn't even need to exist? I don't know. Well, in this world, this terrible, terrible universe. If it's something makes you happy for making it, yeah, okay. Then, True. then whether uh, if it makes you happy that other people are like when that guy was like, "Hey, I got all your stuff." Yeah. It, I guarantee you, brought a big giant smile. To oh your yeah, face, definitely. Right? For sure, right. Would be my you know when, when it was I mean, extremely unexpected. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and while I do look at the the the. The lines for one particular card game that I'm not going to name that is not Watsy based. It's Disney based. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I saw that. It's yeah. just that's the depressing stuff. Because do, did you hear what that stuff's going for on eBay already? Oh uh, no, no. It's like a thousand dollars a pack or something like that. It's just Disney stuff. Though. Yeah, it's, it's really just weird. it's just a trading card game. It yeah. just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But there are these amazing. Uh, you know situations where you know we all get to choose our own adventure in there right and or not even go in there like I know people that just don't even go in the hall they just go play games oh really yeah, yeah. they don't they don't even go in there they don't even bother because they're just here to play games and like you said you can buy pretty much everything you can buy everything in there online and you can buy some of it at your local game store yeah right and to me, it's finding the stuff that I don't know about. Yeah. That's in there. That's the thing that makes me like walk the entire thing multiple yeah. times. Because I'm not, I'm not looking to buy. I mean, I bought some stuff, like some stuff I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't even buy at the game store. Like it's been sold out online and out yeah, of the game yeah. store. I couldn't even buy it. I bought some stuff like that. But otherwise, I'm just trying to buy stuff that. Is either a good deal, <laughs> like DC, a DC one dollar DCC module, like yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. not you know buy that, uh, and, or 
just stuff I've never seen before. Yeah. That from creators well, I've I never went heard. to the Cubicle 7 booth knowing that last year they had some good deals and I didn't buy anything. But this year I was like, I really wanted to buy Soulbound, mm -hmm. the, the Warhammer yeah, yeah. Fantasy. Uh, Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar uh, RPG. Yeah. And I did. Like, it was like buy four, get one free kind of a thing of their books. And I'm like, okay, cool. I saved myself like... 60 bucks or something right. like that. So, okay. But the thing is, it's like I knew I wanted that game, and if I did it this way, then I would save some money. So, that's cool. right. Well, that's the, it's the it's the capitalist deal, right? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can buy it closer to the source, in theory, it should be cheaper, right? Exactly. And that's the yeah. thing that always kind of bugs me ever so slightly as I'm buying. And not that I blame the creators and for selling for full price, but like, guys, cut me just a slight deal. Yeah, yeah. Make me feel good that I am, <laughs> I'm supporting you by just taking 10% off the top. Like, yeah. it, it, you know. So, but I get it. You know, it's expensive to have a booth here. It's expensive to set up. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what, like, Magpie's bill is for having a giant area on the Lucas Floor Stadium. Lucas, Lucas Stadium and in, you know, a booth and a another room and you know like I can't even imagine what that would cost yeah it's uh I think just a basic booth costs like two thousand dollars or whatever right that's a pretty big chunk of change I think even if you can get in I don't know how easy it is to even get a booth there might be a waiting it, list it, or well yeah there were some years where they were because because things were going up and down there were some years where you get in but now I yeah. think it's come back to I know the uh, guys from the, the, the pirate board game have a booth yeah. this year yeah. I'm like man you, I just like to me though. It's like when you have basically like one game title. I know you've got little extras that go around yeah. and stuff, but it's like that's pretty. It's you got to be really good at selling that. Really good at you selling at it. Yeah, one yeah. game, right? No, exactly. <laughs> um, but more power to everyone that can do it too, or at least they have faith in the stuff that they're putting in to put in that money to, you know, have a booth and get people to come. Right. buy their stuff I'm sure for some people it doesn't pan out the way they want it to well and that's that's every convention that you know, yeah. there was like one booth that was just a guy sitting there with like a name tag I don't know what he was doing I should have asked I might ask him when I go in there but it's oh, like yeah. a, just like a it's not like nobody he's just sitting there on his phone like with a little name tag and I'm like what are you doing what exactly are you doing it could have been they just were late with their stuff so I think if you don't show up, like you can't have your booth again. But maybe you just sat there to show, yeah, we showed up. But maybe uh, there, maybe maybe something happened with their displays or could, something. Who knows? Who knows? Or or like the guy with the CO cast booth, where he's got all the CO cast stuff, and that's a that's an industrial process. You're not going to buy a sixty thousand dollars CO cast machine at Gen yeah. Con. You might talk to the guy, say, hey, I want to talk to your business manager. To <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting booths here, like the tables where it's like just a, oh come to our university and take a video game degree yeah i'm like i wonder how that works out for them there's always those weird those booths that are like did you read what exactly what this is yeah, is yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> like video games make sense but there's sometimes like you know but the, another a thing that got me a little weir weirded out was hachette the one of the largest publishers of books and magazines is now a board game publisher Hachette board game. Hachette. Hachette. What do they? What do they print? They print like almost every magazine you can think of. Oh really? Yeah, they're one of the largest publishers. And so what are they doing now? They're doing board games now. Like they're making board games. They're, or publishing them. Yeah, I don't know if they're making them, but they're oh. publishing them. 
shut board games. I was like, Do they have anything cool? I I don't I don't know I. I, I've sort of stepped back from board games a little bit, so I don't know if it's cool or not. I just saw them, and I was like, hey, shit, shit, I've heard of them. They're a publishing company, like a gigantic, like, That's Penguin Press-level, like... <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. actually, I don't know if that's cool or not. I mean... It could be, but <laughs> it just shows... I guess it shows the viability of the market, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and this... And the, it's, I guess, to the... When it comes to like markets or whatever, like this thing is like I'm so focused on role playing games and and stuff that I'm into, like but there's like so much other stuff going on here. Like there's the board games aspect of it, there's there's some war game stuff that goes on, not as much as one would think, right? Well but, I, I was looking at the, the just the raw numbers. Yeah. The raw numbers and we got like so there's like 4,200 RPG sessions. Okay. 1,500 of those are D&D. It's so weird, too, because there's not <laughs> even like an actual D&D like presence here. Well, they, they sort of actually hilariously, they, they, there is, but there isn't. So they're back. How are they're, they? They're back, but they're not like giant booth in the hall because everybody's going to sell their shit anyways. But... They have uh, they had screenings of the D and D movie. They had uh, multiple uh, uh, panel events. They had gigantic Magic the Gathering tournaments. Yeah. So they're sort of back in their own way. Yeah. So uh, I, I didn't know that. Interesting. But I, I got reached out to the reason. The only reason I vaguely know that is because I got on the press list. So uh, no, cool. Yeah, so that's I got a free badge this year for being press. So because Dang. I because I hold this microphone. Uh, and here you are interviewing me. Right. Oof. And so, I mean, I'm gonna go shove mics in people's faces and I'll mention all after this. So we'll see how that goes. But. How do you how so do you, um? Let's let's finish it. I'll ask that. All right. Later. Yeah. But anyway, later. but they uh, they emailed me because I'm on the they emailed you know the whole thing, but they're yeah. like. Oh, all these are sold out, but maybe we can get you in. It was oh. the, the old marketing, like, oh, yeah. you're pressed, so we're going to be nice to you and get you into whatever you that's want cool. or whatever. But, like, I don't I don't want that. Like, that's not what I want, so I'm sure somebody took it. So 1,500 of the games are D&D yep. out of the 4,000. Yep. And probably another 800 is probably D&D, other D&D games. You know, okay. I don't know because I didn't tally it up, but that's so. Like, what about other categories? Do you know how many how many games are? So like, uh, I think board <laughs> games came out to be the largest. Yeah, and then I uh, mean that doesn't surprise me. That board game room is so huge. Right, board games, uh, card games were the two biggest, and then uh, like you, war games was like. 1100 1200 events or something like yeah i was kind of disappointed i really wanted to participate in a war cry tournament and uh but it was going on while i was running a game oh uh, yeah and i'm like why is there just one and it's not even being put on by uh games workshop did you see J- games workshop booth they the, had one last year do they, they have one they, have, this one that, they yeah. have this one this yeah, yeah i haven't seen it yet. they have a they have a terminator a, a, where they're full size or bigger. Oh, is that terminal. where their booth is at? Yeah, yeah. That's that Terminator that's in there. That's their booth. In the game hall. In the in the uh, or the vendor hall. Vendor hall. Okay, there's one in the game hall too. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I saw the one in the game hall, but I didn't see any booth. And then, yeah, last year they had one that was in the gaming hall and stuff like that. But but they're not really. 
so I'm actually after we're done here, I'm gonna go play Warcry. Okay, well there I got you. like a two hour session right. or whatever, but it's uh but it's not like a tournament or anything like that. But I'm just really kinda of surprised that there's not more I guess that's what, what a death a and some of the other cons that right. they have and certainly, certainly. But. I'm just wondering like is this just not the right environment for it or something? No, I think Maybe it is. Not. It's just the fact that, like, they have to make a concert. The company has to, if you want, like, the big number, right, the company has to make the effort to try and organize the community into running stuff. Yeah. I, I, and I, that's why I keep seeing, like, when Pathfinder reached out to you and all those people to run that gigantic hall of Pathfinder they used to have it. I'm sure it's still up there. But Oh, yeah, it's up there. Uh, but w- the gigantic hall up there—it's actually smaller than it used to be. But yeah, right. It's but, still pretty big. But you—you you get the only way you get the big numbers, other than D and D or what? You know, I, I'm surprised that 40k is not bigger. But it's—but it's also the pain in the ass of carrying a 40k army across the country. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. That's true. You gotta basically make it a GT in order yeah. to make people think it's worth it. So, well, anyway, I guess but. it's the charm of this particular thing is that there's a little bit of everything for all kinds of people. I literally had lunch with some people, just met them randomly because they had a free seat at their table, mm-hmm. and I was like, "So, what brought you here?" They're like in their 60s, early 60s, and they're like, "Oh, we like train games. Like, we're just here to play train games." Yeah. Like, if it's a board game about trains, then that's what we're here to play. And there, I'm like, that's very specific. Actually, hilariously. Very specific. It's a subset of people. There are many yeah. people that only want to play train games. Really? Yeah, that's, uh, it's a whole never thing. Never even heard of that. Uh, my, my buddy was a, a big board game, got me involved with all these convention stuff. And he had, like, there was a weekly meetup of, like, 10 to 15 people that just played train games. Train games. That's funny. And they had a convent. They had like a couple uh, conventions that they would like set up all their train games at. Yeah. When they even told me like, oh yeah, we, I was like, well, where did you play the train games? They're like, oh, over at the train game association area. And I'm like, there's a train game association area. <laughs> like what? I'm like yeah. okay. I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. So yeah, there's just a little bit of everything for any kind of niche that you're into out here. So yeah, that's that's to me that's the marvel. The, the, the black hole of the, the vendor hall and all that, you know, is supporting all of the different weird niche games that people are playing. Yeah. And that's, to me, the the only reason I can, I'm really a fan of conventions is, like, let's get the weird games out on the table. Yeah. Right? And, and have those, you know, yeah. people run. So. All right. So I got some questions for you. Sure. I got absolutely. some questions for you. Yeah, yeah. So you're going around and you're going to put that in people's faces. Yeah. How do, uh, does it make you feel like any kind of nervous or, or weird? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Like, I have social anxiety about it. Does it give you that? Yeah. Yeah, which I have a, a lot, you know, if I don't know the person, yeah. like, I'm going to go see Alan later and I'm going to try to I go talk to Alan. Like, uh-huh. I know Alan. Like, we've met many times. Like, I'm easy. You know, anybody that I've actually already talked to uh-huh. at least once. I could generally just go here. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's have a conversation on Mike. Sure. And, and that's fine. But like, if I have never talked to you, like, if I saw uh, one of you know Mike Pondsmith, one of my favorite old school cyberpunk designers, sure. you know the the designer, right? Yeah. If I saw him, it'd be really hard for me to go up to him and say, "Hey, man, I I would say, hey, man, I'm a really big fan of yours, but also that can we talk for five minutes on Mike?" Yeah. yeah. So, make you an, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm not a 
I'm not an extrovert. I so, no, I I can't just talk to anybody. Now th- this is a big surprise to a lot of people that like uh, like what do you mean you you is like no, I have anxiety about this stuff. Yeah, you know it's funny because I um I know exactly where you're coming from for part of that. It's uh, people always think that I'm extroverted, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm actually pretty. I'm not. I actually prefer to be alone. I prefer to, uh, I get anxiety with the idea of like being in a, a new place, new people, and starting a conversation makes me very, it gives me some anxiety about it. Um, but once you get in, me into a conversation, I won't shut up and I'll probably command the overall conversation. And I don't know why that that's the way I am. It's just like once I get going, I'll command a conversation, I'll talk, and people will think that that's the way I am, but in all truthful honesty, I wish a lot of times that no one had tried to start a conversation with me to begin with. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly... Not the, that I'm saying that's what you right. made me feel. Right. I was the one that told you to re- go ahead and record right. it, because I, I, like, uh, I had some questions I wanted to ask you. But right, anyway. but, that, but that's that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, if I don't know you, I'm not generally going to talk to you. If we if we get start a little conversation and it gets into a territory that I'm, I'm excited about, Yeah. like... Man, we're on. We're games on. Game on, yeah. right? And I think that's one of the reasons that I like RPGs is it's a framework for me to sit down at a table with strangers and not necessarily have a conversation about them, but have a conversation with strangers yeah. and have that interaction because I think social interaction is important to humans to keep us at least somewhat straight down the line. And I, I've seen, you know, yeah. like you see what people that are shut-ins and, and uh, you know, whatever your choice is, that's great. But if you're not feeling well about it, then, you know, that's the reason I think board games are the same way. Any, any Anything that has a structure to it makes it easier for me to be like, hey, I can, you know, I can, uh, I can ask you questions and I can... Then we can get oh, then we can get into other things after the after this structure is over. Yeah. Because now I know you. Yeah. Right. So. No, that's true. Um. Yeah. All right. So question two. All right. All right. So you are not an original Full Metal RPG podcast member, or For, were you? No, I am not. Okay. So yeah, go so, ahead. So that being said, how? I mean, but it's yours now. It is. It well, is mine. I'm the producer, and yeah. I have other people helping me okay. occasionally. But they have busy lives, so sure, and, you know. But to me, it's like yours. You're like running right. the show, kind of a yeah. thing. So how does that like, like how do you how bought in do you feel like to be like running something that wasn't your like your original concept? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like, it's something where it's like you were, like, you know, you got brought into it after the fact, and then everybody who had created it originally all just kind of left. Right. And it was like, all right, well, now it's you, you, not to say, like, you left holding the bag, but maybe in a way you probably felt like, oh, we have this whole thing going, everybody left, and now right. it's like, but I don't want to give it up because of everywhere it's gone. I don't know. Right. right. Well, and that's, it. so, like... Part of it is I was just, I'm, I was such a huge fan of it when I found when I found it, yeah. and it just beca- it just happened to be because happened to be live in the same city and go to the same game shops as Brendan and Adam yeah. did, and we all kind of became friends. It 
And but I I enjoy the idea of what Full Metal RPG is, which is talking about those difficult, maybe difficult subjects or interesting subjects that are not talked about a whole lot. That's my favorite, yeah, favorite part of this. And I want to keep it going. And it, but it's changed over the years. Like if you listen to the original show, and even when Brendan Adam and, and and Ben and those guys, at, at, even at, that changed as and as things went on. And then I joined, and it changed more. And it just kind of like it kind of morphed into me producing it. Toward, yeah. You know, like I was recording that stuff, and Brendan would record it, but he he would chop it up. But uh, I uh, I think there's some important parts of role playing games that are you know benefits to society that we have yet to fully realize. Yeah. Like the the RPG therapy, uh, or the uh, giving RPGs to pr- so prisoners can play RPGs in prison. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, that's some. I, I, I did an interview uh, with a guy that was an ex-con. Okay. Who was? Uh, this was uh, I don't know, almost two years ago, or it was last summer? Last summer, because I I put in for an any and didn't get picked for oh. uh, for the uh, list, but whatever. But I interviewed a guy. There's a whole rant there. We we that's the last conversation we no, had. The last conversation we had was about innies. It's like a year ago, right? Right. And now I'm like even I'm just what man. This year's innings, I felt so disconnected from. Like I sat there and looked at all the nominees, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, there was a few that I recognized, but it was right. really like overall, like I don't even know who to vote for. <laughs> well, I mean, that, anyway. I mean, I think that's good, but it's all—it's good that we get, get that list and can look into those those things. True, right? true, so, true. Because we we as people that are in it all day, that's a new thing. But, uh, but I talked to him about his experience and how he got involved in RPGs in prison. And how that helped him kind of organize himself and his life, and he came back out as a as a reformed person. Oh yeah. So like he's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I, there's some more stuff developing on that uh, yeah. that uh, I'm working on. But are there it, any like programs where people can go into prisons and play them? Uh, I haven't seen anything like that, but I'm sort of working on something where it might. We're looking into what we can send in the prisons so they can um, so they can and and underprivileged like, like the prison library or something. right because they had stuff in the prison library that was like sort of vaguely adjacent to like it, old novels that had had uh, adventures in the back of them oh, and okay. stuff like that so huh. but uh, that's the sort of stuff that i f- find is the like the territory that I'm most interested in, yeah. or telling old stories people don't know. Like I'm working on the story about uh, Steve Jackson Games getting raided by the Secret Service. I guess I guess I missed that news. Well, that was in 1990. Oh, okay. Well, okay. 1991. So, but okay. I, I, I've 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 got a whole thing written out for it. It just I, I need to finish the write up before I'm going to do that one. But okay. like stuff like that. It's like. Actually, I think TSR got raided by the FBI, which might be another whole story altogether. So, like, these are all things I did not know. So, uh, so go for it. Yeah. So that's, teach me. <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff that I. The reason I continue to go on this. Yeah. Is because of there are parts of the because there's so many shows about how to be a good GM. And yeah. I we have our takes and we've done our takes on that and I don't want to keep doing the same. Yeah, so, yeah, speaking of that, 
you know, that's kind of like, so I've been getting into YouTube a lot lately yeah. for all kinds of stuff that does not have anything to do with games sure. because I do feel like the, it's the same content over and over again. Top five tips being a GM. Yeah, yeah. Top five tips on how to play this type of class. And I'm like, well, A, that sounds boring to begin with. Sure, um, yeah. Um, I've kind of come to the feeling that like GMing I mean look if you need advice on how to GM that's fine there's nothing wrong with that to get tips and hints and stuff like that but to be honest with you like I no one ever gave me tips and hints on how to be a GM I just had to do it just well, do it and that's and then you practice and do it again and again until you get better at it but so to me I see that I'm just like eh, like eh. Well, but I understand why somebody would yeah. I totally understand what somebody would, but then it's like, man, you just make this, some of these people just make the same content over and over and over. Right, <laughs> which is it, which is the part that's a little grind grinds you down a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're doing this kind of like publishing every two weeks or whatever. Uh, it, it it does like kind of uh, if you're doing kind of the same stuff over and over again, it does get a little you know you want to do something yeah. different, and I feel like I've gotten some some rich veins of other content that if I can, but it's. It's a different kind of work. It's a different yeah. kind of work to tell these historical stories. Well, that's or, a good or, direction to go in. I yeah. think that's pretty cool. So yeah. I, I mean, you know, we're I'm working on some like that stuff to, to try and like come up with a new format that is that is, is that kind of stuff, but also keeps things moving. In yeah. a, you know, so that's where I'm at right now with that. But yeah, I, I'm just I'm just here. I have I just have fun. That's the, having fun playing games. Yeah. And and if it ever gets to be too much, like I'd be like, okay, guys, I'm gonna just go back and play games again because I want to just have some just have you know, some fun. Because right. some of, some of this stuff is like reading a whole book, reading a whole game you're not gonna run to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You know. So. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. I, I think sometimes that's kind of. Like, the idea of doing some media content and stuff, I think it sounds like fun, but, yeah, a lot of that. So, like, I think a common thing that a lot of people do if they want to do RPG content or whatever is, like, oh, let's do a live play. And I, personally, I find live plays, for the most part, boring and not very interesting. So, if I feel that way, like, I wouldn't want to create it myself, you know. Um, not to say that all live plays are. I get it. And it's also to say... That if you like live plays, that you shouldn't. I think if you like it, then you like it. That's great, whatever. Just for me. I'm not a big fan of it. So, um, I think that's kind of an instant thing that a lot of people go to. But uh, I've been, like, kicking around this idea because I travel a lot, um, both for fun and for work and stuff. And um, I was always, end up before I go to a new place, I always, like, look up online, like, well, what can I do there? And it's like, oh, the top five things in in Mexico or the top five things to do in Tokyo or the top five things whatever you know what it is right. and it's like that's cool and all but I'm like I kind of want to like well where are the game stores or where is that thing at and so I'm like well you know what if I'm going to these places why don't I like do a little research find out where they're at and then do like a hey you know the, the, Tokyo is a great place to be with all these attractions these are the things that you could do but you know what screw it all let's go to the game store and here's all the game stores you can go to and you walk in and be like hey like what are the cool what is, what's everyone playing in Tokyo like what do you what do y'all selling what do people like and you kind of get a, a hint of like what gaming culture is around like the world and just yeah. in different places and like just putting that all up on like a YouTube channel and stuff like that where it's like hey you know if you're looking for you know if you're gonna be in 
Pittsburgh for because you have to work. Well, this is where, you know, if you're into Magic the Gathering, here are the places you, you can go check it out or whatever. So, I don't know. I was thinking maybe doing something like that. No, that's a great idea. I sort of, when I went to Big Bad Con last fall, I sort of did that where I went to like five or six uh, uh, game stores in oh, the yeah? Bay Area. Cool. There's uh, Berkeley Games Games uh-huh. is an amazing store. Like that, Berkeley Games. Berkeley That's so Games. Bay Area as in San Francisco. San Francisco, okay. yeah. Berkeley Games uh, uh, was an amazing store. There was a couple other amazing stores, but like that one was like, oh, you've got stuff that I don't expect. I, I basically grade most places on whether I find thing whether I find something that's out of the normal on the bookshelf yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I mean almost every city is gonna have like your your card shops and stuff and I think those are places that are probably easier to find but not every place has like actual like hobby gaming stores you know where you can actually right. sit down and play and um, quickly from my research found out that almost every major city in the world has a Warhammer store. Yeah. Like almost every single one of them. So. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty disturbing uh, amount of Warhammer. <laughs> I know. I, I never used to be into it, and I find myself getting more and more into it lately. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, what am I doing? Well, so my buddy went to Stockholm, and, and he's like, oh, I saw a Warhammer store. Because he, he's not a gamer, but yeah. saw a Warhammer store. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, if they have, like, a Warhammer Sweden or Warhammer Stockholm t-shirt, like, I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. But they didn't. But otherwise, everything in the stores is everything you just find in the U.S. But like, they don't. But that's exactly it. But he, he got me something. But it did, they didn't have any swag for the, the, the local store. Interesting. So, like, to me, like, yeah, I want a, a Warhammer Pyongyang. Uh, uh, you know the North Korean capital. I'm sure that's not yeah, there's yeah, not yeah, one yeah, there, yeah. but it just you know I almost want to make like a war space hammer Pyongyang or something like teacher just to see if anybody goes. Notices, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. They, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been to a couple of Warhammer stores uh, in different places across the, well, I guess across the world or whatever. And you're right, I haven't never seen anything that's just like a. There's no hard rock. Las yeah. Vegas. Right, Rock, exactly. You think that you think you'd have a t shirt that says Warhammer Phoenix yeah. or whatever, you know, Warhammer Austin, you know. That, yeah. so you can represent when you're out on the road, right? It's like to me and they can charge you fifty bucks for a t shirt because yeah, it's Warhammer. They charge you sixty dollars for a box of miniatures, so might as well charge you fifty bucks for a t shirt. <laughs> I paid too much for something earlier from them, so it's like really? so objective markers, like neoprene objective markers. Today? Yeah, uh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday? They have the ones that are I like haven't been the, in the booth yet. I was yeah. thinking about picking up maybe something, not objective markers, but like, I need. I hate using the, the uh, tape, measure? tape measures. Like, okay. I know they have these things where like they're just long, hard plastic pieces. Oh, yeah. They, they might have those. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I didn't look at the whole thing because I was like... Oh, I, I get this and this. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Warhammer. You're hating hammer. yourself for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, and they don't have the prices marked. So, like, I walked up and, like, I heard what one thing cost. And I was like, I had too many of those. And I was like, okay, I'll put half of those back. I'll put it. Yeah. And then I was like, I got one one miniature. And they wanted, it was a Forge World miniature. And they wanted, like, more than I was willing to it was like almost $90 for one yeah. for one thing and I was like it's out of print but I was like I don't want that this much anyways blah Warhammer uh, but yeah <laughs> so anyways 
So are you doing another Kickstarter for Storywood anytime soon? Or I'm still doing... trying to finish the last one. I think last time we talked about um, we talked about the Ennies last time we talked, and we talked about the Kickstarter that we were doing. Yeah, we um, we went into that Kickstarter just like, okay, we're ready. Ducks are lined up, um, and uh, some things kind of fell apart. Oh, um, and you know, I don't want to talk too much about them Fair because enough. it might make me start talking bad about people, and I don't want no, no. I don't want to do that. That's not. Um, but um, we're back on track with that finally after getting everything sorted out and. We are in the um, final stages of editing the, the layout, right? So we have the layout draft from the uh, designer, and we're basically going through it like, oh, let's change this, let's make this change, that change. And then once we get all it marked up, we'll send it back to the layout guy, and he'll make those changes. And then I think we're ready to go to print with it. Oh, nice. So hopefully we'll have it... I'm hoping we can have it shipped to, to backers by the end of the year. And that was Hunters so, of the Occult? Hunters of the Occult, yeah. Um, you know, every time I do a Kickstarter, it's like a new learning lesson or whatever. I think that just happens when you're just an independent creator. Like, you don't have any, like, there's no, there's no like, uh, system in place or whatever, right? It's a bunch of people who are all doing this as their hobby, you yeah. know? So... Sometimes things, if something bad happens, it can kind of take a pretty big left-hand turn. But as long as you deliver, I think that that's the important part. Yeah, so. I think delivering and communication are the two things that I want yeah. from a Kickstarter after it's over. I want to know. And it gets it gets tough because you don't like when things are going bad. It's like, well, what do you say to people? You know, or if things like because things are going tough and you are trying to make things better, but nothing's happened in the last month. What is right. the update? Hey guys, sorry, still nothing's happened. You know, it's yeah. just a weird thing. And I think on that Kickstarter, there was like three months where I just didn't say anything. Sure. And people were like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, you know what? That's my fault. Here, this is what's going on. This is where we're at." And now I'm back on a thing where every month I'm like, "Hey, this is where we're at. This is where we're at." I think it makes people feel better. Yeah. You know. Well, so. I I just find that like, give me like if you're in a, a bad spot or there's gonna be delays, be like. At least get, tell me that. Like a lot of people, a lot of game, they just go silent. Yeah. You know, and they don't want to tell people their issues. And then the other part of this is, yeah, okay, just give me like every, every quarter, every, you know, like as you're, because there there are Kickstarters from like 2016, 2017 that people are still working on. Really? Yeah. That if they're that, that old, I don't know if they'll ever get done. Well, that's 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 my. And, I got it. There was a new update that said, oh, we've got some of the books in some of the places. But I was like, really, guys? Do you? Do you really? Because they're like, we're waiting for all of them to show up at all our distributors before hitting the ship button. And it was like... There was been a few games that were kind of like that. I think Magpie had one that was super late. I think it was nominated for any. It was that, uh, that one that's about uh, uh, Cart- Spanish... Cartel? Uh, no, it was the, the Spanish... Um, Spanish uh, drama RPG. Oh, Passion de la Passion. Yeah, like I backed it, and I think it took them two years to finish it or something like that. Yeah. Which is fine, because they finished it, they delivered it, you know. Right. Um, and then I have this one board game that it's been two years since I backed it. And it looks like they're making progress eventually, but... Yeah, well, I, I'm just going to... I'm going to state that, like, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know... Kickstarters or whatever, you know, when somebody I know is going to do the Kickstarter, yeah. I'm going to try to get on there. 
but other than that, it's got to be a real, it's a real high bar now to get you to back something give me back anything because i've just i've been scammed on kickstarter i feel like, like i've been over a thousand dollars over stuff. wow yeah it was a 3d mo- a 3d printer thing where it was like a like one of those like chemical baths that you can put your um miniatures in that kind of smooths out some of the print lines oh, yeah, on yeah. fdm printings and right stuff. yeah, was, and yeah. i put a thousand dollars into that kickstarter for the machine and it literally it was a scam oh wow like they put some videos together like here's the product and then as soon as they collected the money which was like almost a couple hundred thousand dollars they got from it and then they just boom cut off connections none of the emails that they had worked anymore and they just took the money and wow yeah but that's that's that's, kick, that's not the norm i don't think right kickstarter is just one of those things where you just got to be be very aware and hopefully you know you can look and see if they've done other stuff before you know. yeah it's a, it, we've, we've done all that stuff but it's just it's a real high bar now because like i i for years i had a lot of money sitting in Kickstarters and and I'm slowly wheedling down to where I might be under $500 in unfulfilled Kickstarters oh, after really? after the next month or two so and that's because uh, I had uh, a lot and Full Metal RPG was responsible hey everybody because <laughs> we, we talked about so much cool stuff that I backed all that like 2016 2017 yeah yeah it was a uh, it's a lot of fun, but you know, and there's a lot of cool stuff that I have on my shelf for, from it. But yeah, you know. well, I think that also kind of comes to what I was talking about earlier: is feeling kind of weird out when you come here and just realizing how much stuff is being created. And then this is like, and then you think about Kickstarter and how much stuff is being created there. It's almost overwhelming a little bit sometimes. So. Yeah, no, for real. So, but yeah. All right. Well, that was good talking to yeah. you. It was great talking. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna. This is a. Friday at Gen Con, so I'm going to be talking to more people. Yeah. And, uh, see if I can. I'm get about it. to go play some Warcry. Well, so en- enjoy your Yay, Warhammer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, enjoy your uh, uh, your fight along the eight eight pointed path or whatever they, they say. <laughs> blood for the blood god. Blood for the blood god.